So I want to remind you of a measure that you know. You know this measure from the time that you were in preschool probably, and you probably even have a cute little song to go along with it. The measure says that before Akadosh Baruch Hu gave Torah to Klal Yisrael, he went around to all the nations of the world and offered it to them. Now that doesn't mean that Akadosh Baruch Hu, you know, put up signs all over the place inviting all the people of Yishmael to come to the stadium so he can announce it to them. Right? But the Medrash is teaching something about the state of those nations versus the state of Palestine. Anyway, so the Medrash says, and there are a couple of different versions of it, that, for example, like when Baruch Hu went to the nation of Yishmael and said, would you like Torah? And Yishmael said, What's in it? No, because we like to steal. That's not going to work for us. So when Baruch Hu went to Esau and he said, would you like Torah? And Esau said, well, what's in it? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, well, it says, don't kill, don't kill. And Esau said, well, that's not going to work for us because we really were kind of into killing. And so on and so forth until HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Klal Yisrael and Klal Yisrael said, ask that question. Here's the question. If you think about the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noah, the seven mitzvot that belong to the nations of the world, most of the things that they rejected Torah for, they got anyway. Seven mitzvot b'nei noach, lo sirtzach, lo signov. What did they gain by rejecting Torah? So part of the answer really lies in the difference between the Zion mitzvot b'nei noach and Tyre mitzvot b'nei So last week I went into Shabsi's, which many of you know it's not a financially good idea for me. <laughs> and um, I really went in to get one thing. <laughs> yeah, I went in to get one thing. And as I was going straight to the part of the store, I know they had that one thing that I was looking for. I accidentally passed by a table that had no svarim on it and saw a safer that was written by an author of Moshe Rice, who I really like, and you know the end of the story. Anyway, so Moshe, Moshe Rice writes in an essay on this week's parsha that the difference between the Tariyah mitzvos and the mitzvos applying to non-Jews, it's a lot more than just numbers. It's not just that they have seven and we have, we have 613. If that's the case, then it's just, a, it's just a numeric difference. Okay, fine, so we have a lot more than they have, and what's the big deal, etc. But very similar to an explanation of Yaakov Weinberg, he explains that the mitzvot that belong to the nations of the world Yes, they create a framework so that society can function to allow them to be able to live on this earth at all. It gives them a basic framework to keep society functioning to a certain degree. But the mitzvot that belong to Klal Yisrael are not just a framework that allows society to function. The mitzvot that belong to Klal Yisrael create a framework for life. The life of a Jew are the mitzvot. 
it's not just something that we do or something that is some kind of external construct. The mitzvot teach us to be able to build a relationship with Hashem. That's what mitzvot are about. Mitzvot are 613 ways to build a relationship with Hashem. Mitzvot are not something we do. Mitzvot are the way that we live. We live with them. We are given life through them. It is our life source. It's the ability to create Kedusha. It's the ability to connect to Hashem. It is a totally different life. It's not an external construct that creates the framework of the society that we live in. It is the basis of who we become. Which is part of why, separate topic, our, new, our mitzvahs are so nuanced and so intricate. Because they have such deep spiritual ramifications for who we are in our relationship with Hashem. Says this Vasanis. Kal Yisrael, the Jewish people, are spiritual beings cloaked in physical bodies. HaKadosh Baruch gave us mitzvahs to be able to purify the guf and reveal the ruchnias, the spirituality that really is the core of who we are. It helps us to be able to access the part of ourselves that is most deeply connected to Hashem. Mitzvahs are what gives us life. Zayim mitzvahs b'nei noach create a functional society here. Our mitzvot impact the world in Shalai. And they impact our capacity to connect with that world. And we're not just talking about mitzvot beinat al-Makum. We're talking about mitzvot beinat al-Chavim. Yes, the Zayat mitzvot beinat helped to create a society that conforms to certain rules and has certain guidelines and maintains certain standards. But Torah society is not one in which we have rules so that we maintain a certain order and so that things function a certain way. In a Torah society, we are building human beings into people who are living on a completely different plane, a totally different type of person. We're creating a society in which people are held to the highest standards of honesty of yashras, of sensitivity to other people, of working on ourselves as people. That's who we are. That's what we're about. That's what we do. It's not just little tirzach, don't kill someone. Shkarech, don't kill someone. It's about not embarrassing somebody. It's about valuing the lives of the individuals around you. It's about understanding the value of life. It's not just little tirzach. It's about sensitivity to respecting other people's property. It's about going out of your way not to violate someone else's space and someone else's privacy. It's about not taking a minute of someone's sleep. It's about not conducting yourself in a way where you're causing people to think things that are not ends. It's living with a whole different level of sensitivity. It's not just about knowing there's one God. It's about living with the reality that there is no other power other than a Kodesh 
No one can harm me if Hashem doesn't allow it to. It's about living with the reality that a Baruch Hu orchestrates all the details of my life, the ones that feel good, the ones that don't feel good on the surface. There is a Rebun Sholem who runs the world, and that's the way I live always. Living a totally different life. It's about allowing it to permeate who we are as a people and who we are as people. How we interact with each other and how we build a relationship with Hashem. I have to say, I've been teaching here, I don't know how many years I've been teaching here now, but more than a few. <laughs> and one of the things that I value about with I still call it my Lord, I apologize. Um, as an institution, is that it's centered so much on teaching students how to make sure that your lives will continue to be dictated and centered on Torah. It usually, if you think back to when you came to Wits originally, it usually is at a point in life when you're transitioning from environments that were stable and predictable to a world that you've never lived in before. And one of the things that, that I find that Woods is able to provide is an environment that ensures that, never, that Torah never becomes something that you do. Torah remains the way that you live. wherever you are. A student of mine shared with me recently that she's in a new working environment and her non-Jewish co-workers are constantly asking her questions, usually ones that center around food. All kinds of questions about what she eats and why she eats those things and where she can eat and where she can't eat. And I've heard this before, but she just said this to me recently, so it stuck in my mind, where one of her co-workers said to her, come on, you never cheat. <laughs> we just recently hired a full-time caretaker for my husband. And um, unfortunately, as much as, as much explaining as we did, again and again and again, um, Kasher's, you know, requires a lifetime of training, and he um, trained up two pets pretty quickly. I think he got the memo that he's not allowed to cook ever, ever, ever in my kitchen, ever. <laughs> but, um, unfortunately, the pets, the way he trained them up, whatever, they were not casherable, and I threw them out. And he looked at me like, you're throwing them out? I was like, yeah. He's like, but that's expensive. Like, yeah, there's some things that are not valued with a price tag. As Klal Yisrael, we lead entirely different lives. We just lead different lives. Not because of what we do, not because of some external details, but because the way Torah defines our lives completely. And that's what we always want to be tapped into. To remember that wherever I now work and whoever I associate with, I don't want to lose track of my core values, of who I am, of what matters to me most, of what defines me, of what defines my life. I think it's reminiscent of the well-known idea which opens next week's parasha, parasha's truma. 
Shem says, you should build a mikdash and I will dwell within them. Commentators point out, not within it, within them. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence is not in a building that we go to visit sometimes. Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence is one that we live with and walk with everywhere we go. It's about creating a space for connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu, no matter what external environment I'm in. It's who I am. It defines my life. It's wherever we go. My bracha to all of us is that we should continue to find chiyas in avodas Hashem. We should understand who we are and what makes us different. We should be conscious of the gift of capacity for connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We should be conscious of the gift of living in the presence of Hashem. So good to see you.